Welcome back. Season seven, episode one. It is so good to have you guys here. Before we get started today, today's episode is brought to you by my friends at Performance Inspired Nutrition, PI-Nutrition.com. And we're specifically talking today about living a healthy and active lifestyle while on the go. Performance Inspired Nutrition has tons of products to help you live that healthy and active lifestyle while you're on the go, whether it's performance keto bars, whether it's protein bars, uh, ready-to-go protein shakes that are already in their little containers. All you have to do is pick it up and take it with you. Maybe you're looking for a snack, and I can tell you from experience that their performance-inspired protein cookies are amazing. The protein tortilla chips are great. And then also, every time I'm traveling, they make their diet and energy ripped away protein available in individual packets. It comes in a box of 12. So if you're heading out on vacation or you're going somewhere on a business trip, you can keep your regiment, you can keep your routine, you can stay healthy and stay active on the go. For more information, log on to Performance Inspired Nutrition at pi-nutrition.com. And don't forget, enter code Steve at checkout and get 10% off your order at Performance Inspired Nutrition, pi-nutrition.com. We're also brought to you by the Artist Development Academy. If you are an aspiring singer, songwriter, uh, producer, engineer, uh, industry professional, you need the correct information, access, and guidance that it takes to be successful in your career. And that's why we founded the Artist Development Academy. Come visit us at artistdevelopmentacademy.com. Sign up, become an all-access member, and you're going to get access to our entire online library of online courses. Plus, you're going to get a brand new course every single month, like the one that we just launched that is all about walking you through step-by-step creating social media ads on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to help grow your fan base and increase engagement. Plus, you get access to our members-only community forum where you can post your work for feedback. You can ask a pro. You can meet co-writers and collaborators. It's just a great community of emerging and successful people in the music industry. I promise you, you will love the experience. You will love the education, the information, and the guidance you'll get at the Artist Development Academy. Just for listening to the podcast, I am giving you 30% off your annual membership. So go to artistdevelopmentacademy.com, select your all-access annual membership and enter code Steve at checkout and get 30% off. And by the time when you do that, it's less than a dollar a day for the entire year is what it's going to cost you. And the value you're going to get, you just, it's unbelievable. I hope, I hope you'll come join us at the Artist Development Academy at artistdevelopmentacademy.com. For the love of all that is holy, why can't we just get along? What is happening to our society and the polarization of individuals, companies, people, cancel culture? It's like we just can't even get along anymore. What am I talking about? You'll find out inside today's episode of the Steve Freeman Podcast. You're listening to the Steve Freeman Podcast, the real raw truth about the pursuit of success in music, business, and life. Here's your host, hit songwriter, multi-platinum selling producer, and serial entrepreneur, Steve Freeman. 
Dave Goldie rated the podcast five stars and said, quote, love this podcast. I listen to it religiously. I've learned a lot and look forward to listening to Steve every single week. Thanks for the inspiration. Dave, thank you for leaving us five stars and for leaving us a written review on Apple Podcasts. For those of you out there that are listening that haven't done so yet, please do that. I would greatly appreciate it. Rate us five stars and leave us a written review. And maybe, who knows, maybe your review will be featured on an upcoming episode of the podcast. Don't forget, guys, if you're not already, follow me everywhere across social media. It's at the Steve Freeman. I'm most active on Instagram. So come follow me over there on Instagram. We'd also love to have you as a member of our private Facebook group. Go to facebook.com forward slash the Steve Freeman and you can find the Steve Freeman podcast group. And we're having a lot of great conversations there. Uh, Just the other day, somebody hosted a full online Zoom songwriters round with a bunch of members from the Facebook group. And I thought, how cool is that? So interesting. I hope you'll I hope you'll come join us and I hope you'll check it out. Um, everything you need to know links in the show notes to all social media profiles, links to the Facebook group, uh, links to our sponsors. Everything is in the description. I got to tell you, I'm excited. Here we are. Season seven. I I just, I, I find it hard to believe that, that here we are in our seventh season. Thank you. I, I said this at the end in the season finale of season six, but thank you guys, all of you for being here. Uh, the hundreds of thousands of you guys that listen every single month, it still blows me away. Um, I just, in being honest, I don't ever find anything that I have to say that interesting, but I, I'm really glad. I'm really glad that you guys find what I have to say, some of my opinions, uh, that you find it interesting, fascinating. I don't, maybe it's like a train wreck. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm just a train wreck or a car crash on the interstate that you just have to slow down. And you have to look at maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm causing a traffic jam somewhere. But seriously, in all honesty, thank you guys uh, for being here. I I wanted to to actually had a different episode for. The initial launching of season seven, but I had some other things come up that I that I really wanted to talk about. And the title of this episode, you know. Why can't we just all get along? And I mean it, I am so frustrated. When I look out over the landscape of our country, the rest of the world, how we treat each other, and I just don't understand it. And I'm seeing it happen between me and friends. I'm seeing it happen between me and family members. I'm seeing it happen in almost every situation that you can possibly imagine. Uh, Case in point, I put a video up on my YouTube channel almost a year ago called the $3,400 Grammy winning studio. And what I had done in this video was showcase the gear that was used that Phineas used and Billie Eilish used on their record that won five Grammys. And like I said, this has been almost a year ago, but I guess for whatever reason, it's getting promoted within YouTube. So a lot of people have been seeing it and, and, you know, of course, I did a video about it. Some of you may have seen it on the YouTube channel. But some guy, another producer, another engineer found my video and did a reaction video to my video and just completely misstated everything that I said. He said that I said that you have to have this specific gear to be successful and you have to have this specific gear to win a Grammy. For those of you that, that have seen the video, Nowhere in that video 
did I ever say anything of the sort. I never said you have to have this specific gear or you have to have this specific gear to be successful or win a Grammy or you have to have this specific gear to do anything. All I did was show the gear that was used on the album that won five Grammys. And we can't even today where we are, we can't even agree to disagree anymore. Without contacting me or without saying anything, this guy just puts up a video on his YouTube channel and and says a bunch of lies about me that I said these things that I didn't say. Now, he could interpret some of the things that I said and then go, oh, well, I think he really means that. And that's fine. But that's your opinion. That is not things that I said. You cannot take things that you interpret from what I say and say that that's what I said. And so I, I've, I've, I allowed myself, which you should never do. I allowed myself to get drawn down into this comments battle on YouTube over this video. People saying I was condescending. What's well, Hey, welcome to the club. You know, I, I, I am condescending. Um, I've never, and I'm unapologetically condescending. Um, it's just part of my nature. It's just who I am. In this situation, I wasn't being condescending. I was saying that based on my experience and the success I've had, I find this to be true. Everybody found that to be condescending and me being an asshole. Well, those of you that listen to this podcast or watch this podcast, you know that I am a fucking asshole. That's just the way that I am. I, I'm, not, I'm not inherently that way. But when you bow your chest out at me, you're going to get asshole Steve. Nine times out of 10, actually, 10 times out of 10, you're going to get the asshole side of me. And nobody could agree in the comments section because I didn't mention the gear that they have or they think this. I didn't talk about room treatment because that's a fucking rabbit hole in and of itself. And there were people that were just it's almost like gear Karens that were just frustrated and mad at me because I didn't talk about room treatment. Meanwhile, all of these motherfuckers are sitting in their little dinky-ass home studios with cheap-ass gear, and their rooms aren't properly treated either. So I didn't even want to get off into that. But I mean, some people in the comment section call me everything but a Christian because they don't agree with what I said. I don't care what gear you use. I, I really don't. If, if you're happy with the end result and you use a cheap-ass interface, great for you. And it's not condescending or me acting like I'm better than because I've had achievements in my life. I've had success in my life. I can afford to buy the higher end gear that when clients come to my studio, they expect to see high end gear because that's what they're used to. I'm not going to apologize for that. But it, it really brought all this up to the forefront of seeing how just intolerable we are of each other these days. And I think a lot of it has to do with with the election, with the election year happening. And it's very polarizing. There is a I don't know that there has ever been a more deeper or or wider line of division in our country ever. Um, I even had my my cousin who I haven't seen in, you know, 25, 30 years. I made a comment on my Facebook page and just immediately has to say, nope, you're wrong, and this is how it is. And I guess I just, we are so, 
we look for every opportunity that we can to disagree with one another. And I find very rarely do we ever try to find the common ground. And it's all predicated and it's all built on this systematic thing of we have to be right. I don't care if you think I'm right or not. In all honesty, I don't care if I'm right or not. What I do is report and be a mirror. And I tell you guys, and, I, and I, when I do YouTube videos, I, I'm more or less being a mirror and, and reporting back my reflections and my feelings. I'm not saying that what I think is right, the way that I believe is right, and that you're wrong. But just because I believe what I believe and I, I think the things that I think, it doesn't make me right. It also doesn't make me wrong the same as whatever it is that you believe if it's different from what I believe. It doesn't make you wrong and it doesn't make you right. We, we are creating this society for ourselves of almost robotic beings where it is we are pre-programming each other to think this way and this side is pre-programmed to think this side and we are almost pre-programmed to fight each other. I keep seeing everywhere, you know, we need to come together. We need to come together. Guys, I don't think it's possible. I think because of the pre-programming and how we've allowed ourselves to be pre-programmed, I don't know that coming together is ever possible because in order for that to happen, we're going to have to find common ground. We're going to have to focus on the things that we agree on or even focus on the things that we can agree to disagree on and move forward. But unfortunately, that is not the world that we live in. The world we live in is I'm drawing a line between you and me unless you agree with me 100 percent on everything I say and everything I do. My political opinion is right. If you agree with me, great, we can be friends. If you don't agree with me and, and my political views, we can't be friends. And even with my cousin, this is, was the argument that I, I had. Well, it wasn't even an argument. It was two comments back and forth. I said, I wish we could go back to the times that our parents taught us about. And that was we don't talk publicly or discuss publicly politics, religion and finances. It's our private business, our financial situation. It's our private business between us and our family and our immediate family, what our political beliefs are, what our religious views are. We, there's no need to impose those any three of those ideals or our beliefs in those ideals, or where we stand on any of those issues, it's nobody's business. It's our business. It's our personal business. It's private. Why in the world have we created a scenario to where now we automatically judge the book by its cover? And on that cover, if you're a Republican, if you are in a certain income bracket, and you are a Baptist, then you are in this category. And you are this type of person. If you are a Democrat and you're at a different income level and you are a Catholic or you're Jewish or you're Muslim, those are now the identif the things that we used to hold private, that we used to keep from one another, that we kept held deep inside that were our own personal beliefs. Those things have now been brought to the forefront and those make up the cover of the books. And we live in a society now where we make judging the book by its cover, our standard for even just basic decency for one another. 
I saw somebody post on social media the other day, and I thought this was interesting. I may go back and find it and reshare it. But we actually, and it was true. And everybody, you know, every time I do one of these type of podcasts, it's so funny how people perceive. Because I'll have a ton of people contact me and talk about they don't like that I'm so right wing. And then I'll have a completely different group of people and say, man, you're just too liberal. So you can't please anybody or everybody. And I'm not trying. This is just me. This is what I think. If you agree with me, great. If you don't agree with me, great. Doesn't mean we can't be friends. But this person posted on social media the other day that it's a shame that we now live in a country where if you put an American flag outside of your house, people automatically think they know who you're voting for. That's sad. That is, we should never be able to tell that. And, and I don't know if that person was saying that, okay, if you're flying American flag outside your house, then we know you're a Trump voter or we know that you're a Biden. I don't know and I don't care. But the fact of the, the, the matter remains that it's the truth. It is the absolute truth. Why do we put bumper stickers for candidates on our car? Why is it anybody else's business who we're voting for? And my cousin commented back on my post and said, well, if we don't publicly acknowledge and publicly talk about it, then the people that stay in power just stay in power. Well, guess what, buddy? That's the same for Republicans as it is for Democrats. That's not that's not party. Centric. I mean, that, it's not one or the other. And, and I also don't if there's anybody out there that changes their opinion or beliefs based on what somebody else says, you don't need to be voting. What you need to have is an inner, inner understanding and conviction of your own beliefs. And you can take that and hold that private. And then you can take and execute that and manifest that through your vote in a private ballot box. There's a reason voting is private. There's a reason you walk into that booth and you close the curtains around you. Why? Because it's nobody else's business who you're voting for. None whatsoever. I don't even like the fact that they let people stand outside out front of polling places with signs. I think that's bullshit. If, if you are literally walking into a, a polling place and you don't know who you're voting for and you see somebody holding up a sign and that, that influences you one way or the other, you are the problem. But I'm, I'm almost convinced that we're at a point where we do these things and we judge these books uh, by their covers, by their political affiliation, by their religious views and beliefs, and by their financial situation. We do that because we are looking for a fight. We are looking to be aggressive. We don't, everybody's talking about let's bring peace back. Nobody fucking wants peace. Nobody wants peace. And that's sad. That's a problem. I don't know how to fix that problem. I think maybe beginning to fix that problem is stop placing so much importance on what people believe religiously, how they vote, and what their income status is. If we stop defining who somebody is based on those three things, maybe then peace can come back. Maybe then we can start to find common ground with one another. But it's going to be very difficult in the the day and the time that we live now. I was reading a story uh, the other day. Digital Music News had a great story on this. I don't know if y'all have heard about this. But Joe Rogan, we talked about this before, signed this hundred plus million dollar deal to move everything exclusively over to Spotify. Well, some of the episodes of the Joe Rogan podcast from the past were not uploaded 
Then they eventually made it upload. They were uploaded and they were all made available. And a group of Spotify staffers are now pushing to introduce direct editing oversight over the Joe Rogan experience before some of these other episodes go live. They want content flags, trigger warnings, and references to fact-check information or simply refusing to publish an episode at all. So now we want to eliminate free speech. Now, here's what I find interesting. It's okay for you to want to censor Joe Rogan because that is your First Amendment right, but you don't want to allow the same, uh, you don't want to afford him the same First Amendment right to be able to have who he wants on his show and say what he wants. Oddly enough, all of the episodes that these little snowflakes have a problem with are all of the right wing, all the Republican guests that Joe Rogan had. They have no issue with any of the Democratic uh, uh, people, leaning people, left leaning people that Joe Rogan has had on. No problem whatsoever. It's just the conservative right wing people that they don't want those episodes up. And they are threatening to strike if Spotify does not remove those episodes or put in these these uh, trigger warnings and, and all of this kind of stuff. This is amazing to me. Th- this, this goes for me. This goes all the way back to that whole thing of all these kids grew up in a thing where you get a, se- a 17th place trophy or a 30th place trophy where everybody's a winner and your feelings matter more than anybody else's and don't worry, little Susie, everything's going to be okay. You're not ever going to have challenges in your life. And we're going to try to create this little bubble scenario where everything in your bubble is as exactly as you want it to be. And everybody believes exactly what you believe. And if they don't, then you got to shut them down. What's going on with Joe Rogan? It's gotten all the way up to the CEO of Spotify. I can imagine that this is going nowhere. And in my opinion, if, if you're one of these Spotify, then leave, then quit or get fired. If you want to strike, fine, then strike. Believe me, there's a lot of people out there that are looking for work. I, I don't understand how you want to fight censorship with censorship. And if you don't agree, don't listen. If you don't agree, don't watch. But we have to. That's the world we live in now. You remember when our parents used to say, if you don't have anything nice to say, just don't say anything at all. See, we threw that out the window a long time ago. We walk around and we wait and we look for and we anticipate people to say something not nice so that we can jump on them. We can't wait to say controversial things just so we get the pushback. How do we move forward as a society when that is the rule now? That that is how we are conducting ourselves. That is how we are valuing other people. I mean, to me, in this scenario with Joe Rogan, I just thought freedom of speech was freedom of speech for everybody. You're not just free in this country to say or hear speech that you agree with. The actual idea of the freedom of speech is to be able to say whatever you want. It doesn't mean the freedom of speech does not give everybody the right to to have to agree with you. 
But like I said earlier, I just I, I feel for where we are right now. Because I don't see people wanting. I don't see people looking for common ground. The first thing that we reach for and that we look for are the things that divide us. And then we we automatically we get out our paintbrush and we can't wait for this guy to say something so we can paint him broadly with the brush and we can label him and we can stick him over here or her or them. We see this going on in podcasts, television shows. We see it going on on radio. Look, what happened with the ACM Awards a few weeks ago? Literally, that we live in such a bullshit, pussy-ass, PC world. I, don't, I can't even understand why people are happy living in this world, the way that they want to shape it and the way that they want to make it, where everybody's uniform. There's no diversity. Everybody is the same. There's no fun in that. Look what happened with the ACM Awards, the Entertainer of the Year. First time in history. Evidently, there was a tie for Entertainer of the Year with Thomas Rhett and Carrie Underwood. What I find interesting about that is that for years, the ACM and the CMA have made it publicly known that they send out an odd number of ballots to specifically make sure there is never a tie. But yet all of the sudden, when we're going through all of this and women empowerment and all that, it just feels political. It feels PC to me to not allow Thomas Rhett to have it. That no, I just don't think that's a wise decision. And even though we sent out an odd number of ballots, we're going to say there's a tie and it has to be a tie with a woman. Now, I'm sorry if that offends you, but that's the way that it is. We're no longer allowed to succeed based on our merits. We're no longer allowed to achieve things based on the hard work that we've done. We now want to circumvent hard work. We want to circumvent talent with minority positions, whether what color you are, what gender you are, what uh, sexual orientation you are. We take the talent level and the hard work that you've put in. And then if you're a different gender, okay, well, that gives you plus 20 points above everybody else. Oh, are you uh, are you bi? Are you homosexual? Well, guess what? You just earned another 20 points. Do you believe this? Polit- oh, you get another 20 points. What I find in this struggle that so many people have fought bravely for years and years and years for equality. Whether it's racial, whether it's gender, whether it's sexual orientation, whether it's civil rights, all of this fighting by these amazing people that has gone on to achieve equality when now equality is not the thing we're after. We want to be one step up. Well, everybody can't be one step up. And I still, for the life of me, don't understand what's wrong with just everybody being equal to everybody else. Why should you be given? And here's the, I'm going to get, uh, people are going to be mad at me for using this, but in golf terms, it's a handicap. You know, why, why, should, why should you receive a handicap or extra strokes on your round because you're black or because you're a woman or because you're Asian or because you're gay or because you're anything else? Those things are who you are. They're inherent to who you are, but it doesn't make you more special than anybody else. 
It shouldn't mean that you get preferential treatment above anybody else. Because at the end of the day, you're just a human. I don't care if you're black, white, red, brown. I don't care if you're gay, lesbian, bi, trans. I don't care. That's not what defines you to me. And it's certainly not what makes you special. I think what makes us special, what makes us unique, is more about what's found in here, in our heart, and what our intent is, and how we treat other people. So much more so than these identifying tags that we want to place everybody on everybody. Or the covers that we want to put on everybody's book so that we can decide based on these three factors whether we want to read the book or not. And that ultimately means we're not giving each other a fair shot. We're not giving each other a fair shake of getting to know one another, of finding that common ground. Why can't we just all get along? Maybe because it's not in the best interest of either political party. It's not in the the best interest of big business. It's not in the best interest of the social media platforms who absolutely love it when people get in arguments on their platforms because it means they are spending more time on that platform, which is what they sell their advertisers. For those of you that haven't seen it, everybody's talking about the Netflix documentary, The Social Dilemma. I highly recommend that you go check it out. You go watch it. Um, It will equally parts make you disgusted and scared. But it's something I think you need to see. Especially if you're a parent of preteen kids, teen kids. I think it's very important. It talks a lot about what I'm talking about now and how that all relates to the different social media platforms and how they use this infighting. They, they use these arguments between us to sell ads. Um, it's ridiculous. But we keep feeding into it. So you can't blame them totally. I mean, we feed into it. We look for arguments. We don't look for peaceful solutions anymore. We look for every opportunity that we can find to be combative, to be argumentative, and to disagree. And as long as that's the case, I don't know that there's any hope for us. I sure hope there is. But it's going to require all of us to change, not just one side and not just the other. It's going to have to be a compromise. I give a little bit. You give a little bit. And maybe we start keeping some of this other shit that really doesn't matter private. And then we can just get to know each other as individuals. Guys, thank you for joining me. This first episode back, season seven, episode one. Thank you guys so much. Don't forget everything links to Facebook, Instagram, everything is in the show notes. Don't forget rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast. I really appreciate it when you guys uh, do that. If you want to take my free artist development masterclass, you can do that. You can find it at thestevefreeman.com along with everything else. Guys, until next time, keep being creative. Keep pressing the boundaries. And there's nothing wrong with being independent. See you in the next episode. This is the Steve Freeman Podcast.